Welcome to the Powerhouse Youth Podcast. We're glad that you're joining us today, and we hope that this builds you up and helps you live out your faith. Enjoy the message. All right. Is everybody happy to be here? Whoa, whoa. Is everybody happy to be here or what? Okay. About to say, y'all just really hurt my feelings. I almost started crying. It's okay. Hey, uh, man, we are excited about tonight, y'all. We are going to start a new series. Uh, It's going to be good. Uh, I'm just saying, if you did bring your boyfriend or girlfriend, be careful because this has caused people in the past to break up. I'm not going to mention any names. (laughs) It's okay. Um, But before I get into all that, y'all, I just want to brag on the Lord for a second. You know, uh, who's been coming just the last few weeks since the beginning of the year? Raise your hand. Wave it at me like you just don't care. What's up? Okay. Y'all, the first few weeks of the year, man, you can just really tell. Man, God has just been here. God's been moving in a big way. Man, even tonight, you can just sense his presence here. And uh, man, I just want to say it's it's super exciting to see everything that God's doing. Uh, you know, every week this year, we've had students that have come and uh, have surrendered their lives to Christ. Uh, a lot of our students, man, you've been seeing some of your friends and, and classmates come to know Christ in the middle of school. Uh, today, I actually went to uh, Redwater High School to, uh, to Clayton and Cassandra and John Paxton's group. And man, they had a classroom uh, packed out at lunch for a Bible study, which was just awesome. Uh, man, it just makes me excited to see everything God is doing. And so I just want to encourage you, man, keep seeking the Lord. Keep pursuing God. Keep coming and and being hungry on Wednesday nights. Keep, man, reaching out to your friends, to your family, because God is doing something awesome. Amen. Amen. And like two people believe me. Amen. Uh, So, uh, man, I really am. I'm excited about that. Uh, Tonight, like I said, we are starting a new series called Baywatch. Everybody say Baywatch. Okay, somebody get up and give me your best Baywatch run down front right now, Andy. <laughs> I was, I mean, if you want to do it, I would really didn't expect anyone to get up, to be honest. It's got to be slow-mo. <laughs> Sit down. You don't even know. It's okay. Okay, y'all, tonight we're starting our new series called Baywatch. Give it up for Andy. That was a beautiful Baywatch run. Slash walk. Um, But hey, um, man, all of us in this room, let's just be honest. You're kind of always keeping your eye out for the new boo, right? Let's be, okay, y'all just, you're getting embarrassed just me talking about it because you know it's true. Okay, y'all, for real though, I mean, I'll just be honest for a second. Working in youth ministry Seeing all y'all have boyfriends and girlfriends, and the turnover is just insanity. Can we just be real for a second? I mean, y'all know it's like, okay, guilty. Like, it happens. Okay, like, that's all I'm even going to say about it. Y'all know. Like, it's just, okay, everybody's getting red-faced and smiling. I'm just going to stop. Okay, but hey, tonight... We're going to talk about relationships. We're going to talk about dating. I'm going to try to give you a little bit of godly advice concerning the topics. And hey, 
I want you to listen to me. I do think it'll, it'll be good tonight. It'll be interesting. We probably will laugh on several occasions or cry or both. Um, but hey, look at me. I want to tell you this. Dating and relationships, this is the number one area we see young people mess up all the time. And uh, man, I would just be willing to bet a lot of us in this room, y'all, who you've, you've been in some messed up relationships. You've made some mistakes in relationships before. Some of y'all might be sitting to your mistake, sitting next to your mistake tonight. Oh my gosh. It's like, it's already beginning. I'm sorry. Um, Hey, you know, I I was thinking, and uh, I've been youth pastor for four years. I was an intern to work with youth uh, for four years before that. So I've been heavily involved in Powerhouse for uh, eight years, just even as an adult leader. And man, I the number of students that we've seen get off track because they start dating the wrong person or get caught up in, in the wrong things and, and, and relationships, man, I'm just telling you, it astounds me. Um, I have to meet with students. Listen to me. I have to meet with students every week. D'Angelo, hush. Jasmine, hush. Don't make me call you out again. It's the beginning of service. I've had to meet with students nearly every week not every week. I, I'm sorry, I got a little distracted for a second. I mean, I have to meet with students all the time that have started out with good intentions in dating and in relationships, and they wind up sleeping with each other. They wind up making mistakes. They wind up going too far. They wind up getting in trouble with their parents. They wind up doing things that they don't or, or that they regret. And and I'm not, you know, trying to say all this to make you feel like really guilty or condemn anyone if you've made mistakes or anything. But what I am trying to tell you is that I believe God has a better way. And if you're going to date like the culture dates, you can't expect a different result. Does that make sense? If you're going to date like everybody else dates at your school, you can't expect a different result, okay? And so uh, when you look at the culture today, a lot of people's relationships, they're just unhealthy. Can we be honest? Man, that's why so many families, man, are... uh, their, their parents get divorced. That's why a lot of you, man, your, your families have gotten broken up and things because people just haven't done things in a godly way. And, uh, and so what I want to do tonight, I want to give you just some encouragement, some points, some things that uh, should help you date and have relationships in a godly way, okay? And so, uh, man, I think this will encourage you. I hope this will help, but I want to say a prayer before we jump into the word and then uh, we'll get started, all right? So bow your heads with me. Lord, we do come to you in Jesus' name. God, we thank you uh, for every person that's here. And Lord, we just pray that you would help us. Uh, Lord, help us to engage tonight. Help us to learn. Help us to grow. And uh, Lord, be able to apply these things to our lives. And so Lord, we just say we love you and we need you tonight. In Jesus' name, everyone said amen. Amen. All right. Who's ready to talk about relationships? (laughs) Everyone's like still really unsure. I feel really uncomfortable. Uh... So I'm just going to stare at the floor. It's okay. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, who knows what a relationship is? Yeah, okay. It's like, no. No, I don't. Okay, um, so tonight what I want to do, man, I'm going to actually have five points for you. I'm going to try to go through these pretty quick. I don't have a long, drawn-out message. Uh, What I have, uh, man, I really just want to kind of talk with you openly about dating and relationships, okay? I don't have a bunch of uh, hyper-spiritual points. I've got five uh, pitfalls uh, to relationships that we see students make all the time. 
uh, pitfalls that it's really easy to kind of fall into, make the same mistakes that everybody else makes, okay? And so uh, we're going to go through these pretty quick. Hopefully, uh, this will help you. Uh, Number one, pitfall number one is avoiding godly counsel. Everybody say, avoiding godly counsel. I like that. Okay, that was almost everybody. I'm feeling that. Okay, look at this. I have a few verses with you, uh, for you, and then I'm going to kind of explain this a little bit more. But Proverbs 12, 15 says, The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but a wise man listens to advice. Okay, Proverbs 15, 22 says, Without counsel, plans fail, but with many advisors, they succeed. And lastly, y'all, Proverbs got some good stuff on relationships. Proverbs 19, 20, and 21, it says, Listen to advice and accept instruction that you may gain wisdom in the future. Many are the plans in the mind of a man, but it is the purpose of the Lord that will stand. Okay, hey, uh, this is my first point tonight. Just kind of get us kicked off on the right foot. Uh, Man, we try to talk to students all the time about relationships, about dating, really just about life, and then we always get this response where students try to act like they know more than us. Have you ever been guilty of that? Have you ever been guilty of lying in church? (laughs) <laughs> okay, and, and I think it's kind of funny to, to laugh about for just a second, but, but honestly, man, how many times have you tried to have like your parents give you advice, maybe, uh, man, somebody older than you kind of help you out a little bit, and then you wind up just learning the hard way anyway? It's like, why do, why do we do this? How, how, like, how dumb? How, how dumb are we sometimes? And, and this is what we see, you know, a lot of times we try to help students be able to do uh, things in a godly way, and then they just choose not to listen. And uh, what I want to point out, just our first point tonight, is I just want you to simply open your heart and listen tonight. Like, actually, like, take in what we talk about. Don't go on autopilot. Don't zone out. I want to give you some things that, uh, man, I wish I would have known when I was your age, uh, things that our leaders we've talked about over the last several years. Be someone who listens to godly counsel. Okay, uh, man, tons of our youth students, uh, I'll just be honest, uh, we don't have anyone really like speaking into our lives. When we start getting interested in somebody, you don't go and kind of find godly counsel. You don't go and ask somebody to pray with you about it. You don't go and ask for advice. Y'all just start texting and then fall in love, right? And then y'all are going to get married. And then two weeks later, y'all broke up. Y'all, I'm telling you, if you'll be someone who seeks out godly counsel, man, when you start getting interested in somebody, when you start really seeking after somebody or pursuing somebody, if you'll come and just talk to one of our leaders and just say, hey, you know, I've really been kind of liking so-and-so. I'm not trying to be weird. We're not going to make you feel bad or weird or anything about it. It happens all the time. But it's good to have someone who can hold you accountable and pray with you and make sure this is a godly thing and not that, uh, I guess, not that you're just bored trying to talk to somebody. Does this make sense? It's like, well, that's exactly how my last relationship started. <laughs> that's funny. Um, okay, so I want to encourage you, like I said, man, don't 
avoid godly counsel. A lot of students do this. It's a pitfall. I believe that the enemy kind of traps us in. Uh, man, well, you'll, you'll kind of feel afraid to go and talk to somebody, to get advice, to, uh, to get somebody to pray with you. And I'm telling you, and that's a, the number one pitfall we see students make. Because when you begin to do things in secret, when you begin to talk to people in secret, when a relationship begins in secret, I'm telling you, it's really easy for the enemy to find a foothold when things are done in the secret place. It's really easy to compromise and uh, to, to fall into sin. And so uh, I want to ask you, be someone who seeks out godly counsel. What does that look like? Simply coming to our leaders and being transparent where they can pray with you, encourage you, check up on you, make sure you're being pure, make sure you're doing things in a godly way, and so they can give you advice. That's all it, that's all it takes. Grab a leader that you're close to and let them talk to you. And hey, young people, be wise and actually listen. Don't be somebody who has to learn everything the hard way. Amen? Hey, um, pitfall number two. Everybody say number two. Is dating for the wrong reasons. Okay, let's just, I need, I need like honesty moment for just a second. What are some of the reasons we start dating people? I just, let me hear some. I think Chancellor's got something in the back. Their attractiveness, man. Okay, I like that. Okay, what else? Popularity, I heard that. They play football. To say, did you date somebody because they played football? <laughs> I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing. Although that is a concern in today's culture. Um, yeah, burn. I'm sorry. Not to you personally. Next. Just in peewee, maybe. Somebody else. Because they're rich. Oh, have you ever been guilty of that? Lauren, what you got? Oh, y'all, because we're lonely. Anybody you ever been guilty? It's like, I just don't have anybody to text. Some of y'all are giggling a little too much. Okay, let me hear a couple more before we, we jump in. Oh, you need attention. Okay, one more. I need, I need to hear something from over here. Y'all are being a little more quiet. Oh, that's a good one. They've got a car. What you got? Is that it? Okay. Hey, listen to me tonight. This is a really common pitfall. We, we start dating people for the wrong reasons. And I'll just be honest, you know, I think, uh, man, all of us have probably dated somebody, gotten into a relationship, kind of started being interested in somebody for some reason that's really kind of unhealthy. Maybe you're lonely. Maybe you're a little bit bored. Man, I, I remember being uh, in junior high and high school, and there were seasons where it felt like all my other friends had boyfriends or girlfriends, and you just felt like left out. So you're just like, why not? Yeah, like, what's up? Um, I mean, I think all of us, we, we've probably tried to, uh, we, we've been there uh, before, but what I want you to kind of see for just a second is I, I think a lot of these uh, unhealthy reasons we jump into relationships, they're rooted in insecurity. And this is a, a little bit touchy for a second, but I just want to be honest with you. You know, a lot of times, uh, especially for, for girls, and sometimes this pours over into guys as well, but, but you desire attention, you desire that, that love, you desire the affection, and so uh, you, you kind of just get a boy in your life so he can kind of fulfill some of these things. 
and you're looking for a person to fulfill these voids rather than like finding this satisfaction in God? Have you ever been guilty of that? Man, and I'm telling you, there's a lot of young people that, man, you, you really desire attention. You desire affection. You desire intimacy. And so you just jump into a relationship with someone else. And, and listen, I believe a, a, a kind of a, a scriptural way to deal with these things, you've got to like identify these things in your own life and become content and satisfied in God before you try to start placing a huge burden on someone else. Because when you jump into a relationship and you're counting on them to fulfill your every need, that is a very big burden that you're placing on their shoulders that they can never fulfill. Only God can fill. And so you get in a relationship and you're very disappointed. You get in a marriage and you're very disappointed because only God can fill that, right? Does that make sense? And, and so even guys, a lot of times, we'll jump in relationships and, and you just kind of, uh, you want a girl in your life to have on your arm or whatever to feel macho or ego. And, and listen, a lot of that is still rooted in, in insecurity, not really being comfortable and confident in who you are in Christ. And so a lot of these unhealthy things that all of us in this room, including myself when I was younger, we've jumped into relationships, these excuses that we've jumped into relationships for, they're rooted in insecurity. And so tonight, I want to challenge you, examine yourself, examine yourself, and then go to God and, and allow him to deal with some of these things. Does this make sense? No? Go to God and allow him to minister to these needs in your life. Uh, we talked about this a few weeks ago, but I'll read you the verse again. It's 2 Corinthians uh, thirteen five, and it simply says, examine yourselves to see whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Hey, you know yourself better than anybody else knows you. You know why you got in that relationship. You know why you want somebody to talk to. You know why uh, you're kind of chatting with them, although you're not that interested. It's just because you're bored and whatever. Man, I'm telling you, you know, so I, I want to challenge you, examine yourselves, like, like examine your motives for why you want to date, why you want to get into a relationship, and then go to God and allow him to work on those things. Does this make sense? Because if you don't deal with insecurities or problems in your life, those things will continue to grow, and those things will affect your future relationships, i.e. Uh, your marriage. Okay, does that make sense tonight? And so we need to recognize uh, and deal with our issues. You know, one thing that I, I really want to talk about, Christians, I really don't believe, are called to date recreationally. What does that mean? For fun, okay. So I know having a boyfriend and girlfriend can be fun. Can we have an amen? <laughs> it's like, I just don't really know what to say. I feel so awkward. Like some of y'all feel like that. You're just staring at the ground. Um, and I know like having a boyfriend and girlfriend can, can be fun. And listen, a lot of people in our culture, you just kind of date and, and you hang out with folks and, and you hang out and you get boyfriends or girlfriends, you go to the movies, all this stuff just because it's fun. And, and uh, man, I don't think there's anything wrong getting together with friends and going and having fun and going to movies and everything else. But I, I want to kind of um, uh, uh, let you see just this little worry because when you start dating recreationally, where you're just jumping into relationship after relationship, and it's just for fun, and there's not really any purpose, there's not any future, there's not really any goal, and there's not really any standards, it's really easy to wind up in a place where you make mistakes. It's really easy where you'll wind up in a place uh, where you've fallen into sexual sin 
where you've fallen into lust, where you've fallen into these problems. And, and when you just do this recreationally with no goal, no standards, and it's just for fun, I'm telling you, it's really easy uh, to make mistakes. And uh, so many students, uh, you know, it's really funny. When you start, like, really tracking, like, say, from junior high to, like, until you get married, and, and I know, y'all, you know, you'll have many years before you get married and all that, but when you start tracking how many relationships people are in from, like, junior high, middle school age until they get married, like, it's just pretty ridiculous sometimes, right? Like, you think about people at school, like, there's probably, you know, that, that boy or girl that has a new girlfriend or boyfriend, like, every other week. They're always in a relationship. Y'all know who I'm talking about. <laughs> y'all, are, y'all are looking at people and giggling. Okay. Hey, I want, you, I want you to think about it for a second, though, because all you do in these moments, when you talk to somebody, they're kind of interesting for a week or two, and then they're old, and then you get rid of them, and then you get somebody else who's a little more interesting or a little more funny or whatever. What you're really doing is you're just practicing divorce every two weeks in your life. Have you ever thought about it? Have you ever thought about it? It's like, okay, when I'm tired of you, I'm not going to work through the issue. I'm just getting rid of you, and then I'm going to go to the next person. And so all of a sudden, one day you get married, and you're like, oh, dang, I don't know anything about commitment. So after it lasts two weeks, what in the world? Have you ever thought about it? This is, this is the way the culture dates. Let's just date whoever, however, let's go hang out, let's have fun, let's fool around. Okay, tired of you, let me go to somebody else. And listen, this isn't how God's people are called to date. I mean, there should be purpose when we date. There should be a goal, we should be mature, we should be seeking God. Like all these things should be in line first before we ever bring somebody else into our life. If you can't take care of you, how are you going to take care of somebody else? Some of y'all boys can't even brush your teeth when we go on these winter retreat trips. You trying to get a girlfriend. (laughs) Hey, boys, chewing gum don't count in the morning for brushing your teeth. I just want to let you know. (laughs) Some of y'all are like, what? (laughs) Dang it. My friend lied to me. (laughs) Hey, just think about this for a second, though. How many people do you know I mean, you just date, you get in relationship after relationship, you break up, you get the new person, you go to the next person, you go to the next season. And, and I'm telling you, it's really easy just to practice divorce in your life. And what I want to challenge you to do as a Christian is, is especially if you're young, man, you should wait until you're a little bit older, probably before you start getting into serious relationships. And when you do get into serious relationships, there should be purpose. It should be for marriage, for a future, for, for a goal, to, to honor God in a greater way, and not just because you're bored or because you want to have fun. Does this make sense? Not just because you want somebody to text or snap or talk to. You should, you should allow God to kind of work on those areas in your life. Does this make sense? You, you've got to let God work on these areas of your life before you start bringing somebody else into it. Amen? You know, even uh, Matthew 6.33, this isn't actually talking about relationships, but I still think it applies. It says, uh, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. And you know, a lot of young people, we, we try to jump in relationships or you try to one day, well, once I have, you know, I get married and I have a spouse and maybe we'll have kids, I'm going to try to honor God in a greater way. And, and, and listen, 
you should flip that. It should be, I'm going to seek God now and pursue God now, and then his provision and blessing will come in my life. If you do it the opposite way, you wind up marrying someone that you shouldn't be married to. You wind up marrying someone that doesn't honor God and that pulls you away from God. Does this make sense? Seek first the kingdom of God, and his provision and his blessing will be in your life. Amen? And so, pitfall number two, dating the wrong person. That was number two. I was repeating it. Yeah, it's okay. All right. This is pitfall number three, pursuit of the wrong type of person. Uh-oh. Y'all, okay, I got a few verses I want to read to you out of the story of Samson. (laughs) Y'all already know. Y'all already know where it's going. He's like, dang, okay, I'm about to get you, okay? Y'all know the story. Samson, he's a judge in the Old Testament. He's a godly man. He's taken a Nazarite vow. Because of this vow, God has blessed him, and he's got what? He's a superhero. What's he got? He does have long hair, but that's not what I'm looking for. He got super strength, okay? Kind of like German. German's personality. <laughs> super strength. All right. Listen, this is what happens. You know, Samson begins to get involved with uh, some women, some people that he shouldn't, right? The one that leads to his downfall, what's her name? Y'all, boys, if you meet a girl named Delilah, just skirt. I'm just kidding. If your name is Delilah and you're here, I'm so sorry. (laughs) Please come back. We love you. Okay. Look look with me. These uh, few verses in Judges chapter 16. It's verses 15 through 20. This is what Delilah said. She's trying to get Samson to tell her what, where his secret strength lies. It's in his hair. She said to him, how can uh, you say I love you when your heart is not with me? You've mocked me these three times, and you've not told me where your great strength lies. And when she pressed him hard with her words day after day and urged him, his soul was vexed to death. And he told her all his heart and said to her, A razor has never come upon my head, for I have been a Nazarite to God from my mother's womb. If my head is shaved, then my strength will leave me, and I shall become weak and be like any other man. And when Delilah saw that he had told her all his heart, she sent and called the lords of the Philistines, saying, Come up again, for he has told me all his heart. Uh, then the lords of the Philistines came up to her and brought the money in their, in their hands, and she made him sleep on her knees, and she called a man and had him shave off the seven locks of his head. And then she began to torment him, and his strength left him. Look at verse 20. And she said, The Philistines are upon you, Samson. And he awoke from his sleep and said, I will go out as other times and shake myself free. But he did not know that the Lord had left him. He didn't know that the Lord had left him. Okay, think about this story for just a second. Samson started pursuing a girl named Delilah that he shouldn't have been pursuing anyway. She's a Philistine, right? God had called his people not to intermarry with with the pagans, to only intermarry with their people because he knew that they would turn their hearts away from him. Okay, and so Samson pursues her anyway. He's running after Delilah because she's hot or, or whatever, okay? And Delilah is the woman that cost Samson his anointing. 
Actually, it's Samson called Samson his anointing, okay? Uh, he, he made the decision. He pursued her. He, he, he made these choices in his life. But I really want you to see here that, man, who you end up with is a really big deal. Who you choose to pursue, who you choose to have in your life is a really big deal. And, and I want to tell you as well, the, the person you choose to marry one day, this is the second most important decision that you'll ever make in your life. I happen to make a really good decision. Oh, hey, on these messages, you got to throw that in there. Okay. Love you, babe. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Jack, they were gagging up here. Um, hey, um, but I really do want you to think about it. It's, this is the second most important decision you'll ever make uh, right after the decision to follow Christ with your life. And uh, many of us, we choose to pursue uh, the, the wrong kind of people. Samson in this moment chose to pursue the wrong person, the wrong type of woman, and because of this, it pulled him away from God. It actually uh, caused him to, uh, to step outside of the will of God for his life. It's really kind of scary, and a lot of times, young people, we pursue the wrong type of people, and we, win, we end up in the same boat. We end up where, man, these people are pulling our hearts away from God. We wind up uh, getting caught up in issues and drama and problems that we didn't want to get caught up in, right? And so it's important not to pursue the wrong type of person. It's important to pursue a godly person. Uh, 1 Corinthians 15, 33 says, Do not be deceived. Bad company ruins good morals. Man, obviously, this applies to your friends. This applies especially to the people that you date, those who you want to um, and to be closest to. And so don't missionary date. Y'all hear me? Don't missionary date. Don't think, oh, but she hot. Uh, she don't love Jesus, but hopefully when I get her to start coming to church with me, she will. Like, that's not a good, that's not a good thing, okay? We, we see students make these kind of decisions uh, all the time. And I'm telling you, choosing to be with the wrong person can destroy your life. And it happened to Samson. It happened to a super godly man that lived by these strict standards. And all of a sudden, man, he got swayed. He got pulled away from God. And it can happen to us too. And, uh, and it's crazy to me when we look at a ton of our youth students, how many people don't have standards uh, for the people that they date. The only standard that people have to meet when it's time to, to holler at somebody or date somebody, what is it? Cute face. Something else? <laughs> I hear somebody say rock and bod or something. I don't know. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Listen, man, a lot of us, we, we, don't, we don't have standards that people have to meet before we allow them into our lives, and that is so unwise. It's, it's super unhealthy. It's setting yourself up to be let down, okay? And, and I'm telling you, to allow a person access to your life they should have to meet more criteria than just looking good, okay? Because they can come in and they can wreak destruction. They can come in and, and break your heart. They can come in and harm you. They can hurt your friends and your family. They can hurt your life. Why would you let people in close to you that don't have godly character? Does this make sense? Man, I'm telling you, so many young people have no standards for the people that they date and let into their life. And y'all, that's just kind of desperate. Can we be real? It's just I'll let anybody in my life that wants to be here because I just want attention and I just need somebody to love me, right? 
And it's like, this is, is super unhealthy, and it's, and it's really desperate. And I want to tell you that all of us in this room, and if you've given your life to Christ and you want to honor him, you should, uh, you should have some standards that, man, people have to meet before you even consider them as a significant other. Okay, and so, man, I, I wrote these a few years ago, and I've shared them, uh, I think, a, a couple of times when we've done these uh, messages, these series every year, and I'm going to give them to you again. Here's four simple standards that, man, somebody should have to meet before you even consider. Not, oh, if they meet these four, like, oh, yeah, let's date, what's up? No, they've got to meet these before you even consider them, okay? Y'all, y'all with me? I'm going to give you four real fast. Number one, what do you think it is? Was it up there? No, okay. <laughs> yeah, number one is attraction. Okay, let's just be real. Like, it's just hard to get past it. Usually that's the first thing that catches your eye when somebody's pretty. Uh, I mean, when a guy is handsome, um, I feel weird even saying that. Um, <laughs> whatever. Um, and so I want you to think about it, man. Before you jump into a relationship with somebody, you should really think, Man, am I actually attracted to them? Man, am I attracted to their personality? Am I attracted to, man, their sense of humor? Do we get along? Is it, is it fun hanging out with them? You need to make them kind of meet this criteria, meet this standard before you just jump in a relationship with somebody. Because if you don't, it, it, you could very easily wind up in a relationship and that person just gets on your nerves in like 30 seconds, okay? Some of y'all are like, I'm in that right now. Number two, what you think it is? <laughs> I knew, I was like, y'all wouldn't have guessed that. Number two, character. You need to look at their character. What kind of person are they? What kind of reputation do they have at school? What, time, what kind of reputation do they have with, uh, man, with your teachers, with your friends, with your family? What, what kind of reputation do they have around town? Hey, do they say to their word? When they promise, when they say something, does it mean something? Or do they just run their mouth? Do they work hard? Ladies, if you're getting with a dude who don't want to do nothing, never does his homework, doesn't do anything with his life except play video games, it's probably going to be hard for him to provide for you and your children's, okay? Do they work hard? Think about it. Guys, you want to look at girls too and know that they have drive, that they're driven, that they want to work hard, that they want to pursue things. If they want a career, man, let them do that. Like, you want someone who's driven, right? Like, we don't want to just be married to some complacent folks that don't ever want to do nothing, that just want to hang out. Like, that's not attractive. Does this make sense? Look at their character. Look at some of these practical things. And, and I'll tell you this, if you will be somebody who will come to our leaders and just be honest, and like, hey, I was kind of liking this. I was, I was liking them. I'm kind of interested. They'll help you spot some of these things. So you can say, they can save yourself some trouble before you ever get in it. Like, hey, I wouldn't do that. We can see some bad things. We can see some people that uh, need to work on their character a little bit. Man, another thing, are they consistent in the way that they live? Or does it depend on who they're around? Do they act one way at church and one way at school? Because if they do, that's not somebody that I would want to spend my life with. Does that make sense? Number three, obviously, uh, man, godly lifestyle. Does their life glorify God? Do they build God's kingdom? Do they have a passion about God? Hey, listen, I want to be careful here. Just because they say that they're a Christian 
does not check this box. Y'all, we live in Texarkana. About 99.9% of everybody's going to say they're a Christian. Then you look at their life, and you're like, okay, never mind. Okay, so look at their life and ask, man, do they really honor God? Do they really pursue God? Do they really, uh, man, do they, they really have a passion for God? Do they have godly character? And do they do what they say that they do? The fourth one, the last one is future. Everybody say future. future. Can you see a future with this person? Man, it shouldn't just be, hey, they're kind of cool to hang out with. But if you can't see like a future, if you can't really see this thing going anywhere, if they kind of get on your nerves or whatever, I'm telling you, you just need to move on. You don't need to allow them into your life. You don't need to waste their time and you don't need to waste your time. Amen. So remember, man, all of us, people should have to meet a, a higher standard than just looking good to get access to your life. Man, just remember attraction, character, Godly lifestyle and future. Four things. That's not a laundry list, okay? You can remember four things. All right, moving on. Pitfall number four. This is a pet peeve. I had to throw it in here. Not becoming the kind of person you want. Everybody say it. Not becoming the kind of person you want. It is a little long. I'm sorry, but I'm going to explain. Hey, this was a pet peeve of mine when I was in college, and I might be uh, uh, stepping on some toes, but I want, I want to give you this because I think it'll help you. I remember being in college. I remember uh, hanging out. Um, I, I, you know, you're, before me and Brittany and I, we were really dating and all that. I remember, you know, there were girls around Powerhouse. There were girls around the church. You're kind of trying to figure out, like, who you're interested in, who you're going to, man, date or pursue. And, man, we had, like, a big group of girls that would come and uh, hang out, and they weren't really pursuing uh, anything in their life. They weren't working hard. They weren't going to school. They didn't even really have, like, part-time jobs. They were just hanging out, like, at their parents' house, just waiting on, like, Romeo to come and, like, sweep them off their feet and take care of them. And to me, man, I wanted somebody who was driven, who was working towards things, who had goals that wasn't just, like, waiting for me to come, but was living life and being successful before I ever got there, Right? Does that make sense? Like, and, and so I, I, that was one of the biggest things that made me attracted to Brittany is because she was going, she was going to school, she was driven, and she had goals, and she knew what she wanted to do and all these things. And I want to tell you, you've got to be the person that you want. Like, you can't sit here and say, well, you know, I want a man that makes a lot of money and is super successful and super good looking and is super in shape, and all you do is eat Twinkies and sit on the couch and, like, not do anything because because that kind of guy won't be interested in you, right? Does that make sense? This is practical. I, I mean, I don't have a scripture to back that up, but I'm just telling you, this is how it works, okay? And, and listen, you know, it even kind of goes beyond this as well, but I remember in high school a lot, man, a lot of my friends would always uh, talk about wanting to marry somebody who was pure, marry somebody who was a virgin, who had never been with anybody before, and they would say those things while they were going and sleeping around with other people at school. And finally, I was just like, bro, why would someone like that who was a virgin who saved themselves want you? And they were just like, oh, I hadn't thought about it like that. And so, listen, you can't have a double standard where you live one way and you want something else. You've got to be the type of person that you want, okay? And so this is important. 
Be successful on your own. Work hard. Be pure. Seek God. Like Be all the things that you want your spouse to be, and that way you'll attract someone uh, like you want. Does this make sense? Hey, this is my last thing tonight, and I'll get ready to close here in just a second. I skipped by, sorry. Pitfall number five, and I've got to touch on this. It's giving in to lust and sexual sin. Giving in to lust and, and sexual sin. We've uh, kind of touched on this just a little bit in a couple of other points, but I feel like we need to talk about it a little more because this is so common today. I mean, it's, it's one of the biggest struggles that teenagers face today, staying pure, staying pure uh, in a culture that's filled with pornography, that's filled with, uh, I mean, sex scenes on TV shows and movies and on Instagram and on Snapchat, staying pure in, in a world where everybody at school is sleeping around or fooling around with somebody. Like, it's, it's hard to be pure in, in these kind of cultures, but I'm telling you, I mean, you don't want to fall in that pit because it really stinks when you're in a pit. <laughs> you don't want to go there. Man, it promises fulfillment, and it's unsatisfying. I want to look at a, a story real quick. Uh, it's the story of Joseph. All of us know this. Um, man, Joseph is uh, the second in command at a man named Potiphar's house. Okay, and while he's there, he's being so successful, the favor of God is there. Uh, it actually says that Potiphar's wife begins to, to come and desire, desires to lay with him, desires to sleep with him. Y'all, if you don't read your Bibles, there's some good stories in there, I'm just saying. Some of y'all are like, what? I didn't know that was in there. Look at this. This is in Genesis 39. This is uh, verses 6 through 10. It says, uh, now Joseph was handsome in form and appearance, and after a time, his master's wife cast her eyes on Joseph and said, lie with me. But he refused and said to his master's wife, behold, because of me, my master has no concern about anything in the house, and he has put everything that he has in my charge. He is not greater in this house than I am, nor has he kept back anything from me except you, because you were his wife. How can, I, how can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? And as she spoke to Joseph day after day, he would not listen to her to lie beside her or to be with her. And then you know the story, it goes a little bit further. One day Joseph comes in and old uh, Potiphar's wife grabs at Joseph and rips off, I don't know if it's a loincloth or what, and Joseph has to run out of the house naked to get away from her. Talk about a little nasty. <laughs> Just gonna wait till the giggles are over. <laughs> Hey, tonight, man, can I encourage you not to fall in the pitfall of lust and sexual sin? Can we decide that you want to be somebody like Joseph, who even in the moments where you're tempted, even in the moments where, man, you want to give in, even the moments where it would be easy to give in, you, you, you flee from those things because you want to honor God? German likes that. <laughs> man, can't we decide to be someone like that? I'm telling you, in, in this sort of culture, it's really hard to be pure. It's really hard to honor God and to seek him. I mean, and a lot of you in this room, I'm sure you've been tempted. A lot of you have probably been put in situations where you've given in. A lot of you, statistically, you probably have fooled around with your boyfriend or girlfriend or slept with someone. And listen, just because you've made a, a mistake, I don't want you to, to feel condemned, but there can be restoration and forgiveness, and you can start doing things God's way from here on out. Does this make sense tonight? Man, 
I really do. I want to challenge you because you don't realize in these moments um, when you're giving in to sexual sin or you're giving in to lust that these, these moments will affect your future relationships. You know, when you begin to mess around with people or sleep around with people, you don't realize when you're young that these, these moments will impact your future marriage and your relationship and your intimacy with your spouse. It's like when you begin to think about some of these things, it makes you want to fight for your purity in a greater way. And it's, it's really easy in these moments to just think about the here and now, but I'm telling you, if you'll think about your future, if you'll think about your future relationships, your future kids, your future spouse, man, you want to do things God's way because you want it to work out, right? You want the, the relationship to be the very best that it can. And there's a lot of people in our culture today, they sleep around with so many people and all these things, they get married and they're unsatisfied with their spouse because they're used to jumping around from person to person. You don't want to be like that. I mean, a lot of you in this room, I mean, you, you probably have grown up in a home where parents have, have broken up or, or split up or divorced. And, and I'm telling you, you know that it's been probably hard in your life. You know that it's probably caused some obstacles or, or some hardship. And don't you want to be able to uh, stay together with your wife or your kids so your kids don't have to go through the same thing that you've had to go through? Like, don't you want to be able to solve those issues? I know... I know I do. I know I want that for you. Man, you know, a big thing that uh, really stands out too is even, uh, you know, many times we can think small compromises are okay. And I want to tell you, like even starting dating in, in say, eighth or ninth grade, you can compromise a little bit with the, the first or second boyfriend or girlfriend. And hey, by the 20th one, when you're out of high school, those compromises have led a lot further than you originally intended. I mean, small compromises lead to greater compromise. Don't justify those little things in your life. I mean, the relationships that we have today form the habits uh, for our future relationships. And so it will affect your relationship with your spouse. You know, uh, a couple of things, and I want to invite the band to come up, a couple of things that I wanted to share uh, with you tonight just to let y'all know, um, I follow a lot of y'all on Instagram. A lot of y'all follow me first, and then I follow you back, and then I'm just like amazed at the posts that I see sometimes. You know, uh, I'm going to talk to the girls first. Is that cool? If, you, if it's not Instagram, you got a snap, whatever, you know. Hey, listen to me. Everybody look at me. You know, I'm amazed when we, we kind of follow a lot of our students and we see some of the posts and especially, you know, the young girls, man, we can post stuff that's really kind of inappropriate, a little risque, like trying to, to get attention or affirmation or a little bit of uh, affection. And uh, what I wanted to tell you, girls, the type of bait that you use determines the kind of fish that you catch. So if you're... <laughs> <laughs> so, if you're using trash to try to catch a guy, the guy you catch is going to be trash. So, don't put something nasty out on the gram trying to get attention and then expect for it to bring you a godly hubby. It just doesn't work that way. 
Some of y'all need to, to quit seeking attention and affection and affirmation and all these things and, and posting these little posts like, oh my gosh, I'm so ugly, just wanting people to comment and tell you how pretty you are. Like, and we need to go and allow God to work on those insecurities in our lives. Guys, some of y'all need to put a stinking shirt on of some of your pigs because one, it's just a little embarrassing. I just... <laughs> but hey, listen to me. Guys, I know it's funny, but the young men in this room, when we're in relationships, the way that we relate and talk to and interact with young women, we need to make sure that it's in a godly way. I mean, there are a lot of young men in our culture that try to push boundaries, that try to see how far you can go. And guys, man, we're really, really guilty of this. I mean, you wanna push and push and, and try to get to where you can fool around or sleep around or send nasty pictures or whatever. And, and can I tell you, the, the kind of girl that's willing to compromise now when you're dating, she's way more likely to compromise later down the road when you're married with somebody else. I mean, we need to be someone who honors God who pleases him, who treats the girls, the, the women in our life like sisters in Christ and not just an object to try to fulfill our lust. Does this make sense tonight? Ladies, we can help the guys with that if you'll quit putting the trash out there for them to see. And guys, you've got a man up and quit allowing those things to lead you every day. This is the number one area we see young people make mistakes. And I know this is a lot of practical stuff, just five quick things, five quick pitfalls that we see in relationships all the time. But if you'll try to do these things in a godly way, it'll help you. If you'll try to stop dating like everybody else dates in the culture, it'll help you. If you try to be single for a little while and just pursue God and become content with that, it will help you. It won't hurt you. It'll help you grow.